Hey folks, welcome back to Are You a Fan? I know we took a little bit of a break there, but we're coming to you fresh off of winter break. And question for the audience and for Joe. If Santa Claus was real, do you think you'd get a coal in your stocking or do you think he'd actually give you a gift? I'd get coal, 100%. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to pretend like I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I you, think you it, would too. I, it depends you know on the Santa Claus who's given the gift. You'd still get cold. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. Don't try to kid yourself. Okay, folks. So that brings us into this week's character. I know we're a little late on this year, but we are covering Santa Claus from the DC Comics universe. So let's get into this real world. So Santa Claus first appears in Superman's Christmas Adventure number one in 1940. So he's been in it for a while. And he makes a new Earth appearance in Joker Last Laugh, issue number five, in December of 20, uh, 2001. You know, fitting that it's in December. Yep, right. I do. So, the new Earth version of it, the new Earth one. I'm curious what that one would be like. <laughs> oh, I, I did put that at the end of the uh, other stuff. So, you'll get a little bit of an idea of what the new Earth version's like. Not, uh, not so great. Cool. <laughs> I think anybody following us for a while knows how we feel about that stuff. So, in-universe. Following his physical death, Nicholas' spirit remained and became the spirit fable known as St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus. So, you know, fairly common. Kind of almost off of the old, like, claymation movie about him. So, building an operational base in the North Pole, Santa would continue his philanthropy. Uh, by accepting the purpose of spreading joy and hope across the globe through the magical giving of gifts one day each year. Yeah, hopefully that at least made it prosperous enough you're going to try to be a philanthropist about it. It's one of those, like, that That word implies that, uh, <laughs> are you making money on this somehow? You got to make something, apparently. Oh, you got to pay all those. <laughs> well, I guess you don't have to pay them. They're all slaves, so never mind. Yeah, the elves aren't exactly... Uh... <laughs> well, I guess you got to keep the uh, reindeer fed. True, true. Got to feed there the reindeer. <laughs> also, you know, I'm sure Mrs. Claus wasn't impressed by the toy making. Had to buy a ring. <laughs> and that, like, and if you make it, Nicholas, I swear. <laughs> yeah, we all know that had that was a conversation in that house. <laughs> so eventually, as his operation and powers grew, Santa allied himself with other guardians of hope, such as Tooth Fairy and Sandman, to form a bull a bulwark. A is that is that right? I, it is. No oh. idea what the hell the word is means, but. Okay, so apparently there's a word bulwark, and anybody in the comments wants to let us know what that means. But basically a team. They form a team should the world ever be threatened by the opposing forces of fear and hatred. Furthermore, the base, uh, the base and toy workshop grew into a sprawling commune as Santa gained assistance from magical imp-sized elves as well as other magical creatures, as well as gaining a wife and a daughter. Yes, gaining assistance. It's called slavery. Also, I, at this point, I'm really curious how much of this came from the actual like books, The Guardians. Oh, and, probably a lot of it. And that, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hmm, I'm seeing a lot of similarities to a franchise that already existed. So, I guess the question is, was Guardians out in the 40s? That's a good question. 
So I'm gonna, that's the kind of the ultimate question on that one. Huh. Might have to look that. Might have to do an episode on those Or books. is the Guardians based on this? That's a good question, yeah. Huh. Interesting. So while Santa continued giving gifts every Christmas, once a group of disgruntled thugs decided to kidnap Santa Claus out of revenge for not giving them or forgiving them, quote-unquote, inappropriate gifts. The Sandman and his friend Jed liberated Santa from the group and then helped Santa deliver presents to all the children of the world that year. I just imagine Jed being like some redneck dude with a tr- like a <laughs> jacked-up truck. <laughs> you see the Sandman and Jed with like an American flag just rolling into the thug's place. Just some gas-masked goth dude next to like like skinny scrangly beer belly out <laughs> out past his toes and that y'all we here to save i can't do it right God. we here to save santa claus and that i tell you what <laughs> eh. Eh, i've had better okay so one of santa's primary rivals in sharing the affection and faith of the world's children the easter bunny once hired the intergalactic bounty hunter lobo to assassinate santa claus that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a legitimate comic. Uh, accepting the bunny's payment, Lobo was only too happy to see the job through. He traveled to the North Pole and blazed a bloody trail of destruction as he massacred dozens of elves to reach Santa's throne room. The two, uh, the two faced each other in a mortal combat, but Lobo defeated the fable by decapitating him. However, while Lobo left believing that he had complete, completed the contract, Santa's immortal spirit remained and returned to continue spreading joy across the globe. Because, yeah, effectively, Santa Claus in most realities is... Kind of immoral in a sense of like, yeah, you could kill his physical body, but he's going to be back next year. Oh, yeah. It's the whole like spirit of, Santa, of of Christmas. Like, you can't kill it. Yeah. You can put it down for a season, but it's going to be back. Also, like a lot of people bring up, this whole account is said by Lobos. So if people are like, mm, how true is this? It's always the question. Yeah, because the way he makes it sound, Santa comes off like a tyrant. Uh, I, I just love that he that Lobos faced him. Oh, right? <laughs> it's a fun comic. I've actually read parts of it. I need to find this. <laughs> All right, so the original the historical Santa Claus, or St. Nicholas, was born in Patara, Lycia, which is now Turkey, uh, in 270 CE. As an adult, Nicholas was appointed the Bishop of Myra, where he developed a reputation for performing miracles such as resurrecting the dead. Also killing ogres. It's a weird add-in, but like, you know, who am I to question the gospel? Well, remember, this is D.C. It's not the gospel anymore. True, but I, I do find, find like, they are going pretty close to the actual myth. And so did Marvel. True. Marvel was there's, just. There's not much you can really change on the whole story of Christmas. I did like I did. For those of you wondering, we do do an episode on Marvel's version, but they were they were like we're gonna pull from three regions, which I thought was cool. This one seems more honed on one guy, which I like the the Marvel version better just because it is a little more rounded. Yeah, more like he's a manifestation of multiple cultures' beliefs. Yep. And that this one, they're like, nah, let's just, like, Catholics already wrote about him. Why don't we just go with that guy? Which, he's a fun guy. He's a fun read. 
So Nicholas passed away in 343 CE when he ascended to sainthood. Okay, so his remains were entombed in Myra until the 11th century when the Saracens invade Turkey. The faithful disinterred Nicholas remains and shipped them to the Basilica di San Nicola in Berry, Italy, where they remained undisturbed for centuries. Oh man, I bet that was rough. I had a aneurysm getting through that. Oh, oh God. I apologize to anybody listening. That was a, that was a rough listen, and honestly, you think that was rough to listen to? That was a rougher to read. Take it away, Joker. Next, next paragraph. So. In 2008, John Constantine would locate the skeleton of the Holy Nicholas and arrange to have the remains shipped back to England for use in an occult ritual. You know, what better to use uh, the bones and the remains of, of a saint for an occult ritual? John, is nothing sacred to you? Who'd you just ask the question to? <laughs> that should answer that question for you. Fair, fair. In order to get the remains through customs, Constantine had them ground into powder and convinced the customs agent that it was uh, gardening fertilizer. He used some of the powder for his ritual, then snorted the rest of it as if it were cocaine, <laughs> musing about how it was going to be a white Christmas, whether the skeleton that Constantine acquired really belongs to the actual St. Nicholas or whether it's this individual was in fact just Santa Claus is a matter of interpretation. <laughs> Leave oh. it to John Constantine. You know, I remember now why he was one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> just the off the wall stuff he does. Right? <laughs> just like one of those like, you know, if this is holy bone powder, it's going to do something. I mean, when you're a magical dude, I mean, that's, I feel like that's a safe bet to assume. Right? Like, like I got magic. This has magic. Something's bound to happen. Hopefully for the best. Hopefully. Oh, John, you beautiful, beautiful little soul. Oh. So even if the original corporeal body of Santa Claus no longer exists, the essence of Santa Claus provided to be truly immortal. Yeah, I guess it's uh, it's always going to be a part of uh, John. Yeah. I mean, considering John literally can't die at this point. Yeah, he's uh, he's carrying on. Maybe that's part of why. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a new headcanon now. <laughs> uh, he snorted his immortality. Fans <laughs> listening to this, make it happen. Make that the new the new fan theory. So, once Superman dreamed about helping Santa, including a visit to his famous toy factory at the North Pole, when he woke up, the man has still discovered a gift, a Kryptonian toy as no other person could, could have conceived. Yeah, Santa Claus canonically has gone into space a few times. 
Which, that is kind of a cool thing to think about, though, that even Superman's getting Christmas toys. Right? That's <laughs> adorable. So one rather biased account of Santa Claus, however, did not paint him in a jolly old gift giver, uh, but rather as a merciless slave owner known as Chris Crusher Kringle. <laughs> that'd be a solid name. That'd be a solid name for you. <laughs> right? Uh, this concept of Santa Claus was a brutal dictator who ran an empire out of his stronghold at the North Pole. So he maintained an army of elves and through a practice of planned malnutrition was able to keep them sh- uh, short in stature and fierce as ferrets. However, this account was from Lobo. Yep, that's the one where, but yeah. I just love the as fierce as ferrets. <laughs> which is a random, which honestly, not surprised that Lobos would say that. No, definitely not at all. But I just love that that's what he referred him to. <laughs> I also do, I forgot we had that in here and that, yeah, lo, that's one of the ones where it's like, like there is an alternate account of him from the story Lobos, but it's told by Lobos, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. So, the New Earth version of Santa Claus was a drunk beggar exposed to Joker venom and turned into a psychopath who would gain te- telepathic powers able to read the person's mind and see their worst crimes and go on a murder spree of those he deemed naughty based on crimes. What are you doing, DC? I I feel like that one, depending on when it came out, they probably took it from Futurama. Because that's the Santa Claus from there. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's the robot one that goes on the murder spree. I forgot. <laughs> forgot about it. I remember when I first saw the, the New Earth version, I was like, that's all I could think about. I was like, depending on when it came out, because the New Earth version was in 2001, so it might have been Futurama that, uh, In- or maybe this inspired Futurama. <laughs> we'll have to look at dates <laughs> at some point. But yeah, <laughs> that is the craziness that is the New Earth version. So, which is spelled with a K instead of a C, which is kind of the only real difference. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. Uh, yeah. I think it's amusing. It's amusing, but See, it's that, also- that one fits better, I feel, to lo- what Lobo says about him. True. <laughs> Maybe that's the version Lobo's met. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so let's get into powers and abilities. Okay, powers and ability. Uh, charisma. I mean, he's basically a bard with that. <laughs> so, with the exception of notable individuals such as Lobo and the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus has the ability to engender trust and inspire hope in others. My God, he is a bard. <laughs> okay, so immortality. Santa Claus appears to be virtually immortal, having not aged beyond his traditional image for several centuries. Which, you know, with the whole being able to come back, that makes sense. Also, he has magic. Santa is stated to have the magical powers, though the exact nature is unknown. The Prime Earth version is a powerful wizard capable of hiding entire cities in ice, but he wasn't powerful enough to stand against the likes of Black Adam. Yeah, there is a version that goes toe-toe with Black Adam. (laughs) That'd be fun to watch. Right? Hey, Rock, get on it. (laughs) 
So equipment, toy bag. Sans toy bag is said to be able to carry enough toys for all the good little girls and boys. So basically, intermittent bag of holding. Pretty much. Transportation, Santa sleigh, a decorated sleigh drawn by eight, eight uh, to nine reindeer. The sleigh and reindeer are able to defy gravity and traverse uh, continents, allowing Santa Claus to distribute the toys to the young children. So, you know, pretty standard Santa myth. Uh, weapons, coal lumps. <laughs> the precise nature of these lumps of coal is uncertain, but it generally has an emotional effect, damaging confidence, pride, and motivation on those that receive it. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good. So, shivs. During Lobo's misadventure with Crusher Kringle, he wielded two sharpened shivs against uh, Zernin, uh, Zar- Zarnian Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah. because You gotta Zarn- imagine they had to be candy canes. Dude, right? <laughs> just, sh- <laughs> just shanking him with a candy cane? I still love his coal lumps. That's a good one. That's a... That's a unique one. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wow. Wait, he has other media? Yes, weirdly. Whoa. Okay, take us away, Joker. So he has apparently appeared in the 1966 Batman TV show, portrayed by Andy Devine. He appears in Smallville, portrayed by Kenneth Welsh, and is voiced by Robert Morse in Teen Titans Go. And similar to how Constantine found his remains, he appears as a skeletal remains in DC Universe Online. Also discovered by Constantine. <laughs> so they literally just took that one out of the comic. Like, okay, we're going to put it in the game now. I mean, why not? Yeah, um, no, I was just as shocked as you were to find another media section. <laughs> I, like, I don't think Marvel's one does. No, I don't think it had as much. I think it had like one or two. I think he had a, like one or two cartoon appearances. Yeah. But wow, like a live. The fact that two of his three are live action is amazing. Yeah. Okay, folks. Um, that's it for Santa Claus. I guess I'm going to ask the question I ask uh, every week. You a fan, Joker? I mean, yeah. I mean, compared to the Marvel version, he seems a little boring, minus the Lobo part. Yeah. But. I, I guess you can't say he's not, not not a fan. I mean, it's one of those. I'm all, I'm always a big fan of Saint Nicholas. So, everybody, if anybody who watched our last episode knows, I'm just a fan of Saint Nicholas. So, of course, I'm a fan. Of this <laughs> For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that T-shirt that you saw one time, you're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails. <laughs>